we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. You'd be like, oh, I know you had that in you. Okay. <laughs> Sit me down. Hush me up. <laughs> <laughs> Adam and Believer.com. Adam and Believer.com forward slash. Look at somebody say strange fruit. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to talk about some of this stuff that's going on in this world because. You know, and one thing, last week I said it in the prayer, and I prayed it also Wednesday, and i just been kind of praying and just thanking God for ABC. Amen. 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 I thank God for this church. Yeah, the devil is always attacking what he hates, but we thank God for this church. Amen. I thank God for all of the friendships. Man, I grew up without brothers. All I had was sisters. And thank God for my lovely mama, even though she didn't give me a brother, but she's still lovely. Amen. She know I didn't want a brother, though. We had one dude that was real close to me. He moved in. I got sick of him in like eight minutes. It's like, get out of my room. My mama came. She said, you sick of me, I said, yeah. Remember that mother? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. Get him out of here. Big old shoes all in my doorway. Get out of here. But, uh, <laughs> but I didn't have brothers growing up, but now I got like real brothers, like legit. I consider these men all the ones on this aisle for sure. These my brothers. They my brothers. I know they got my back. They know I got their back and I have relationships with them. Amen. And I don't have no punk brothers. All my brothers tough. Amen. I don't want a brother that can't fight. You need to be able to fight to be my brother. Amen. Like the old, like we used to say a long time ago, I need slack. You need to be able to be my slack. Look at young folks like, what is that? You too young. But I thank God for this church, though. It's given us so many relationships and different ones we've met. Some of y'all got married because you met the right person in the church. So I thank God. Only God can knit people fitly joined together this way. All of these young people to watch them when they first got here, they were just so little. I was talking, who was I talking to? Corey. And Corey was telling me that his son is old enough to watch his little brother's. I said, what? Little man? I mean, he, when he got here, he was how old? Three? And now he's 13, Ashton? Watching his little brothers. And I mean, is he in, was Savannah in the womb? And the other thing you got to know, we thank God for the church, but you got to realize a lot of these kids, they don't know anything but ABC. They grew up in here. And they grew up with a standard that was preached in here. So when they go out in the world, they're going to act a little different and treat things a little differently. And you keep pushing that standard. Don't Look, the only way they're going to let their standard down 
is if you as a parent let it down. But if you hold it, it's already provided. Because you made the smart decision. That's how important church is. Can you imagine just waking up on Sunday and going fishing and bowling and what are you doing? No church etiquette whatsoever. Do you know what that's going to turn into? When they get older, there won't be an etiquette there. There won't be a foundation there. Sunday will be, be any other day of the week. I was talking to somebody the other day and it's like, uh, so, so Sunday, you know. I said, well, what do y'all do on Sunday? Y'all don't go to a church? Well, we gave up on that. Gave up on that? So church is just an option now? Look at somebody say, one day. Can God get one day? All he asked for was one day. And businesses and all of that, they used to respect that. You tell them, oh no, Sunday, I got to be at church. They're like, oh, okay. But now they're like, we scheduled you for Sunday. You know what you have to do? You got to put your foot down and trust God. So, well, I'm trying to establish a standard in my family so when my kids grow up, they won't be all over the place on Sundays. They'll understand that we're giving God one day, one day to come and corporately fellowship one with another, give God praise and glory, hear a word from him, and amen. I don't understand how that's optional. One, look at somebody say one day. One, one day. He told the children of Israel, six days yours, one day mine. Well, this Sabbath ain't on Sunday. I mean, it's really one day. One day. I don't care what day. You know the day we do it. We do it on Sunday. Well, that's the worship to the sun. Well, Monday's the worship to the moon. Saturday's the worship to Saturn. If we're going to go pagan with it. Don't bring me that stupid junk. Give God one day. Give him his day. Amen. That's the day you look nicer than the other days. That's the day you actually wash and iron your clothes that day. The first six, you can pick them up off the, off the closet floor. But on that seventh day, get an iron. A steamer. Don't have a steamer. Boil a pot of water. Them eggs you're going to eat that morning, them boiled eggs, keep that water going and put your shirt over it. Give God one day. Look at somebody say one day. Well, the church, see, I gather together in my heart. You're a lot of stupid. We are the church. No, you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. Collectively, we are the church. There's a difference. So many false prophets and false doctrines have emerged today. Many preachers and churches have left the true doctrine of the Bible and have made the gospel seem 
ineffective. How many of you know the gospel is not ineffective? Not when it's preached right. You walk in some of these churches, you see nothing but homosexuals and, and all this fornicators and whoremongers and all this going on. You see all of that? It makes it look like the gospel is not working, but I guarantee you the gospel's not being preached. Not the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know how I know the gospel is effective? Because it's still here. <laughs> A 2,000 year old message is still the strongest message in our existence. 2,000 year old books and writings are still the most popular book and writing in our existence. A 2,000 year old man that walked the earth back then, his name was Jesus, he's still the most popular human, human that has ever walked the earth. So look at somebody and say, the gospel is effective. It's still here. It's still here. Amen. Second Timothy 4 and 3. For the, the time will come when they will not what? But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having what? Itching ears. The word of God tells us that any tree that doesn't bear fruit is not a good tree, but an evil one. How can a person say that he is of God and be fruitless? Amen. God should show in your life. You should have some fruit. Amen. Amen. Y'all okay now? The African thing didn't bother you. Amen. Amen. Michelle up here, he was clapping. <laughs> he, said, he said, I'm from Wakanda, so... I have no knowledge of what you talking about. <laughs> we got vibranium. I don't know what y'all, what y'all. Talking <laughs> but how can a person say that he is of God and be fruitless? Matthew seven to seventeen. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth what? Evil. Fruit. The way we can judge whether or not a preacher, pastor, doctrine, or religion is of God is by the fruit. Amen. By the fruit. That's why every man in it, you got to protect your fruit. You got to protect your fruit. You got to oversee, overlook. You have to protect your fruit because your fruit is your witness. If there is no fruit, then the tree is not alive. God is a God of life and there is life in him. No dead tree is of God because resurrection and life is in God. Amen. So this is how you know. That's why I don't understand them churches that just get old and, you know, it just seems like everything made out of wood. Everything. The old ship. The old the name of the church is Ship of Zion. And they come in there and don't nobody want to be in there. They come because they have to. And oh, the deacon moaning. Preacher preaching around everything. They can't preach on homosexuality because his son gay. Can't preach on whoremongering because his other son's one. Amen. Can't, I mean, he just can't preach on nothing. 
can't preach on crime because the organ player got a leg mounted on. <laughs> Y'all, that's real. That's real talk. I was telling somebody, me and my wife was at a church. I had to preach at this church. I had to do. I don't know if it was the truth about it. I don't know what I was doing over in Dallas off of Ball Springs or whatever that street is. We at this church and the organ player, and I've been knowing him. <laughs> Reggie know this dude. Been knowing him for years. He walked in there to get on the organ. And he had pink rollers all over his head. The, the spongy ones. Remember him? <laughs> he walked in with pink rollers in his head. Got on the organ. Now he killed. He smashed now. Boy, I can play. <laughs> but he had pink rollers in his head. So I looked at somebody. I said, is he going to play the whole service? Is it going to be done by the end of service? An offering? Are you going to take him down? And that's when the curls will be popping? I don't know what is going on. He's on the organ just, I mean, he did the service. But the pastor couldn't say nothing because he's so good. If he says something, he'll go play somewhere else. But you know we would have a washboard in here? Yes, sir. An elder would play it. <laughs> Thimbles on the finger, washboard, give me a mic. I have that before anybody bully me into accepting something stupid for some music. But we were home. We be church of Christ acapella. That's a dead church. Dead. Then you want me to come in there and do a message? But. There's no, nobody respecting authority in there. Amen. I don't believe in all of that. Amen. No dead tree is of God because resurrection and life is in God. Is that where I stopped? Matthew 7 and 16. Ye shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Amen. So certain churches you're not going to because of their fruit. I know if I go in here, I'm not getting any help. Amen. And then you know, hey, if I go to ABC, I'm going to get help even when I don't want it. Amen. Something's going to rile me up and upset me, but I got I to gotta, I gotta deal with it because it's helping me deal with me. And all the things we deal with in here, you're going to have to deal with if you leave it. So you might as well let the Lord, look at somebody say, let the Lord do it now. Let the Lord do it now. While you're in here. Amen. The fruit that the word tells us to look for are the fruits of the spirit. So you will know them by their fruit. What fruit? The fruits of the spirit. Not their money. Money will lie. Money will lie and make you think somebody is of God just because they have money. But the Bible tells you don't count gain as godliness. Amen. Evil folks have money. 
the devil has money. Elon Musk has money. They say he got robots just marching down the street now. Tesla bots getting ready to take over the world. And the crazy thing is, Elon Musk warned everybody. I showed y'all the video. He warned everybody. He said, look, AI is going to turn on us. He said, it's going to turn on us. And it's not going to be pretty. Then he went and bought all the AI. Didn't he do that? All right, stop me when I'm lying. Didn't he do that? He started talking about it first. Yeah, this AI, man, it's going to take over the world. It's going to take over and control us. And then we won't be able to control it. And then he went and bought it all. And became the richest man on earth. Y'all better be prepared. Amen. Earthquake. I think yesterday there were like a hundred earthquakes. All over the world. In one day. The sky in New York and Jersey and all that is just orange. Look like nuclear holocaust. And folks have to breathe that. Now we are at the end. We're at the end. But the fruit is talking about the fruits of the spirit. The fruits are the proof that God's spirit is operating through you. If you want to know if you feel with the Holy Ghost, are you filled with the fruit? <laughs> oh yeah, I just oh I just messed up some old holiness thought processes. You thought it was about what happened in church. The hikama shy and the throwing your wig and jumping over pews and diving into the drums, and you thought that was you being filled with the Holy Ghost. No, when you feel with the Holy Ghost, you feel with love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. I don't want to hear you speak in tongues and cuss folk out. I don't want to hear you speak in tongues and switch all the way to your seat. I don't want to hear you prophesying in the tightest dress known to man. Seen it all. Seen it too much. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Amen. Can't even say a sentence without how you doing? I'm doing good, but but hate half the church. Dog the pastor out when he's not around, and then disrespect your husband like he's a clown. That's the one that got me. I never understood where the tongues was coming from. All of these tongues in that same tongue, you cursing your own house. So I don't need to see the trappings. Anybody can practice that. They practice that from childhood. The little dance you do in the oh. You march in the house like that and get in that kitchen and cook something. Wash them. Dancing in the church. <laughs> Amen. We saw all of that. No, I need to see the fruit. 
Boy, this message is getting to somebody. Yeah, because you come to church and yeah, you have an experience here. But are you taking it with you? Is the spirit really? Are you really filled? Do you have good things to say about people? That's called goodness. Can you humble yourself and listen to people that are trying to correct you with godly wisdom? That's called meekness. Can you not get mad and go off? That's called gentleness. Can you keep praying for him? Your husband? Can you keep praying for her? Your wife? That's called long-suffering. Amen. Can you control yourself? That's called temperance. That's when you feel with the Holy Ghost. The word tells us without the spirit of God, we are not his. Romans 8 and 9, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So you got to have the spirit. Amen. And the spirit ought to change you. We are saved by grace, not by works. But we must have faith and faith produces fruit. Let me say that again. Because they, they say now that I'm a works gospel preacher. So I preach works. In order to be saved, it takes works. Y'all remember that message I preached? I don't. But anyway, folk do anything to keep folk from listening to me. Ain't that something? Make me feel kind of good sometimes. But we are saved by grace. Not by works. So it's not by works. It's by grace we're saved. But we must have faith. If you're saved by grace through faith. So, and then if you have faith, faith does what? It produces fruit. If you have faith. It produces fruit. By faith we receive the spirit of God And if we indeed have the spirit Then we will bear the fruits of the spirit James 2 and 20 But wilt thou know O vain man That faith without works is what? Dead This is not just a ministry thing either I'm not just talking about preachers and churches As believers we should bear fruit as well We can tell by the fruit that one bears Whether or not they are in the faith Of course we cannot judge the world, but we must judge the actions of one another so that we can help each other become fruitful. Amen. That's the beauty of a family. Your father seeing you going the wrong way, he's going to stop you. He's going to correct you. Your mother see you going the wrong way, she's going to stop you and correct you. Right? That's love. And that takes judgment. You can't do it without judging. Amen. So stop all that old. I don't mean to be judging. I mean, yes, you do mean to be judging. You judging me right now while I'm preaching. We're judgmental beings. That's the way God made us. You can't give a whooping without judgment. You you can't get married without judgment. You can't court 
they not without judgment. You don't even buy a car without judgment. Why you didn't get the other one? Why you judge it? Amen. Now there are certain things we don't judge. We must never condemn anyone. So you know, we're not judging somebody's eternal destination and condemning them to hell. Amen. We're not judging them and labeling them a bad person that God can't fix. We're not cutting them off like that. Because we can't see the future. Somebody gave up on us and said you would be no good. So we must never condemn anyone and we don't gossip against them. What is gossip? Talk my stuff that you don't you don't know. Just hush. See, I heard. Hush. Amen. Must never condemn or gossip against them, but we should warn them that if they continue to be unfruitful, they may be cast away in the end. Now that's our job. Amen. I put up just a couple of posts this week about the LGBT, and I didn't dog nobody out. I didn't dog them out or nothing. I just put up some simple facts. And man, them folks got in my inbox and threatened my life, Jeff. Threatened my life. Let me tell you the stupid thing. They said, we're going to get you, your family. We're getting you. We're going to bring you. We're going to do this, 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 this. Oh, yeah, and we already reported you to, to Instagram for your post. Well, did you report yourself? Can they see this? Threats? They get mad because I block them. No, I don't don't have no conversation for you. I just see two words and just block it. Right? And that makes them mad because they've written whole paragraphs. You want to delete my body? Yes. And I'm going to do this. Deleting it. Sleep well. Man, I'm not letting nobody that I don't know bother me. Amen. Oh, pastor, you need to talk to so-and-so. He calling you out. I don't know him. Why would I talk to somebody I don't know? That's stupid. And you need to quit doing that. Hey man, somebody come on your post. You just did it. You get oh no, oh no, no no, oh no no. He didn't. Oh no, dude, that's virtual. That, he might not even exist. That might be one of Elon Musk bots. Done typed that. AI typed it. You gonna fight AI? Oh no, oh 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 no no, not on my page. Brother, you got two likes anyway. You ought to be happy you got that one bot. But folks get mad and say, I'm not getting mad over folks. I don't know. I just block them, mother. You a daddy. Why do y'all taught me that? Why am I worried about somebody I don't know? Amen. And I got folks that I know that will tell me what I need to know. Amen. 
Somebody, sometimes folks want to know you so folks will know them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they want to get you on their platform so you're the people that know you will come with you. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within? This is Paul talking, saying, we do judge those that are within. We have to. That's what an elder does in the church. He's going to judge situations. Amen. That's what the youth leaders do in the church. They judge situations. That's what the administrator has to do. That's what security has to do. Has to judge. Amen. Amen. Have to judge and tase sometimes. Take judgment to know when to tase and when to shoot and when to kill. And the ushers have to judge. They got to know when, where to sit you, all of that. Some folk get offended at that. You sat me by the pole. You know I don't like the pole. Well, I mean, it's church, man. Ain't nowhere else. I know I'm preaching in here. But we'd have to judge. It's okay to judge. We're just not judging salvation. But it's okay for us to pass judgment. Only God can judge me. People that say that always die. So he can do it. Everybody that used that lyric in their song, J. Bryant. Got to experience it firsthand. You better watch what you rapping. Jesus is coming back for what? Fruitful trees. He desires that we all be fruitful, but many will not be. This is why he said, let the tares grow with the wheat. And in the end, he will separate the two. Amen. Amen. We don't kick folks out of this. I don't have to kick nobody. I have never kicked nobody out of ABC. If you heard that rumor, somebody's lying. Folk kick themselves out. I've never kicked. I've never had to. They will kick themselves out. Amen. And then be mad that you stayed. <laughs> but I've never. We don't, we don't do that because I'm not judging people like that. The Bible said, let the wheat and the tares grow together. There's some folks I wish I could put some fire under them and make them do more. But hey, that ain't my job. That's your life. So I preach the truth of the word and you adhere to it. Amen. You accept it? Some folks get it, run with it. Some folks get it, jog with it. Some folks get it and walk with it. Some folks get it and sleep with it. Amen. This is why he said, let the tares grow with the wheat. And in the end, he will separate the two. Matthew 13 and 30. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye first the tares. The folks that did not bear fruit, bind them in a bundle and burn them. Then gather the wheat into my barn. Most people that attend church think they belong to God, but the word tells us otherwise. When harvest time comes, those that are not his will be cast into the fire right out of church. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Did you hear that? Not everyone that says to me, 
He didn't say say to Buddha and say to, you know, Oshan and none of these other gods. He said the ones that say, Lord, Lord, to me. Not every one of them are going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Amen. When Jesus desired to eat and was hungry, the word tells us that he came up to a fig tree. Jesus was hungry. He was ready for some fruit. Went up to a fig tree. Because the tree had no fruit, the Lord cursed it and it withered and died. Jesus said, okay, you don't have no fruit. You'll die. You'll never get fruit from this day forward. When Jesus is ready for his true believers, then he will inspect our spiritual trees. And if the spirit of God is not found within them, then they will be cursed to everlasting fire. This is how serious he is about fruit. Luke 3 and 9. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Every tree therefore which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and what? Cast into the fire. Summary! That was short, wasn't it? See? We call fruit in a grocery store produce. Right? Produce. If the produce is not good, then we will reject it. Nobody want no soggy apple with a roach in it. <laughs> I know them old hood, hood grocery stores. <laughs> no, it just be like an off name, like Benedito's. Remember that? You could smell that store from the street. I stopped to get some water one time. I was dating my wife and she lived around the corner up the street from Benedito's and I said I asked I said where Mimi cracking up I said where can I said where can I stop she said you can stop at Benedito's I mean you could smell and it was just funk there's no explanation but then when I went in I saw why it smelled like that I mean pig heads just greet you at the door a whole row of hog heads. I'm not talking about hog head cheese. I'm talking about hogs heads with eyes and a snout. It's like y'all not gonna scrape the meat off the head and make the cheese? No, we let you do it. Not just hog heads all in the front. Then chitlins, just a whole aisle of chitlins. Just all kind of chitlins. Sour cream and onions. <laughs> Salted vinegars. <laughs> Flaming hot chitlins. <laughs> what? How you have a chitlin out with a variety and assortment? Ain't a chitlin a chitlin? <laughs> Ranch chitlins. Nacho cheese. <laughs> And all them chitlins in there. Man, that store stunk so bad. I just looked around. I said, how does anybody... Then this thing. I said, why does anybody... How can you shop in there? People's in there just shopping. <laughs> but I'm not going back. Because the produce was nasty in there. They spent all their time 
with the hog heads. There ain't nobody paying attention to the, to the bananas and stuff. And so it's all rotten in there. So I'm not, no, this food ain't productive. It ain't, ain't, don't call this produce. There's been no production. So if it's not good, we're going to reject it. And if the store doesn't have fruit in stock, then we may stop shopping there altogether. They all in stock now though. They have every fruit year round now because it's GMO. They just make it now. When I was growing up, you couldn't get certain fruits certain times of the year. Amen. When it was cold, you get the apples. Remember that? Warm, you get the grapefruits and the citrus and stuff like that. Now, it's in there all year round. May not taste the best. You get a grapefruit out of season now, the, the rind is that thick. You be peeling, when am I going to get past the white stuff? Where is the grapefruit? Grapefruit in the middle, this big. This grapefruit is not supposed to be here. <laughs> I know I'm telling the truth. But yeah, but when produce, if you're not being productive, then I'm not shopping there if they don't have good produce. Amen. Well, you can judge a ministry by its produce. What it's producing. People tell me all the time when they come, especially visitors, they say, man, I love to come to ABC. They say, and they talk about before we even get in the church, there's just a bunch of men standing out front just talking and fellowshipping. And they say, that just looks great. Black men. That looks great. White men too, but mostly black. It just looks great to see. And they stand in the hallway talking and just, you know, it's just great to see because you see men. And that's why I, I want to be somewhere where there's strong men. That's where I want to be. So you can judge a ministry by its produce. The fruit will never lie. If the church is full of practicing homosexuals with no deliverance, then something is wrong. If the pastor's own family rejects his authority, then something is wrong. If people are not being set free from their sinful lifestyle and past, then something is wrong. If the offering time is more important than the altar time, something is wrong. If witchcraft isn't being addressed, if the sick aren't being prayed for, or if folks continue to leave the same way they came in, then the fruit is telling the whole story. Why would you keep fellowshipping at a ministry that has no fruit or rotten fruit? Amen. In order to remain fruitful, the gospel must be, this is for every church. And people, I thank God a lot of young guys that are starting churches are watching the messages and different things and learning things to do in the beginning and in the infancy. And maybe some of you, maybe some of you go on the pastor from here, whatever the case, you're learning things, understanding this is what you do in the beginning so you can put these things in the foundation. Amen. Because a house, when it's built on the wrong foundation, I don't care how pretty you make it. When the right storm comes, the house is going down. That's Bible. So, the gospel must be preached uncompromisingly. Meaning you don't look at the crowd and decide what not to say. 
You see old brother that smoke a pipe over there so you can't preach against smoking. Sister hit the weed over there, you can't preach against weed because she's a good giver. Brother, go to the club every week. You can't touch the club because he cleans your house and wash your car. That's compromise. You got to preach the gospel uncompromisingly. Amen. And the easy way to do that is know when you preaching to folks, those aren't your folks. When you know you preaching to God's people, you better say what thus saith the Lord. But you got to preach the gospel uncompromisingly. Jezebel, witchcraft, and all devils must be addressed frequently. Jezebel's that kind of spirit that you take two Sundays off, she's working. Yeah. In a church, because people come from everywhere. Yeah. And the minute they feel that they didn't get what they wanted, they didn't get the what what from the pastor, they didn't get to get to do what they thought, whatever, whatever, that thing starts rising up. So every couple of weeks, you gotta call it out. And deal with Jezebel. Amen. Amen. So Jezebel witchcraft. All devils have to be addressed frequently. And the power of God must be present. Absolutely. Lives should be changed. Examples of progress should be exhibited. And the leadership should exemplify all these things. If the church is to bear good fruit. Churches aren't perfect. Because we're here. Amen. Church ain't perfect. Amen. We make bad decisions sometimes. We don't say the right thing sometimes. We don't do the right thing sometimes. We're human. That's why churches aren't perfect. And there may be some things that have to be uprooted over time in a church. We don't condemn churches and point the finger and say, oh no, see we see y'all got that happening there. Well, maybe they don't know. That was what I used to do when I was traveling doing the truth behind hip hop. Man, I would go to churches and churches would have to end up changing a whole lot of stuff because of the things God would give me to say. But that's what the evangelist came for. Amen. Dr. Carter came. He changed some things in here. He said some things. Challenged me to change some things. And I ain't no fool. I'm going to hear the man of God. We, we sitting in the cut. We chilling. We good. But there's some rules that have to we, we, we have to reinstitute and make sure that we aren't getting soft and allowing certain things that we used to wouldn't allow. That's what the evangelists come to do. Come to bust it up. Man, when I was 17, 18, 19, I'd be going to hear Dr. Carter and he'd come in and bust everything up. One time the sissy on the organ got so mad he just quit playing. Oh. He walked out and then Carter uh, started marking him. Why you walking like this? Say, good gracious. Did he just fire the musician? <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that. That's how he, I mean, he was just wrong. And so, but he came and fixed stuff in the ministry. Things that we got used to. That boy probably grew up and everybody began to ignore his tendencies because he was so well known. But somebody from the outside looking in come in and be like, uh-uh. Something wrong with him. 
Amen. Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. And none of us are perfect. And there is a need for the evangelist. There's a need for the five-fold ministry. For the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. All of that, it works together. So some things might have to be uprooted over time. But a man of God that loves Jesus will overcome all issues that affect the spiritual growth of God's people. So all you got to do is if he's, a, if he's a pastor and he loves Jesus, then he's going he to get it right. Give him time. Sometimes men inherit churches and things are a certain way. And you can't go to changing stuff quickly. It takes time. Amen. I thank God we started this church from scratch so there were things we could do in its infancy. But I used to tell some of my friends that took over these big ministries that were handed to them. I said, I'm, I'm turning a tugboat. You turning a cruise ship. It take a long time to turn that thing. Can I preach in here? So churches aren't perfect, but there may be some things that have to change over time. But as long as the man of God loves Jesus, he'll overcome all the issues that affect the spiritual growth of God's people. It's time for all leaders to repent, get before God, and fall in love with his people again. Amen. Our churches must raise the standard of holiness and forsake the lure of the world. These things will make us fruitful and help us to prepare for the imminent returning king. You know Jesus is coming back. Y'all believe that? Then we got to prepare for it. Matthew 25 and 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire. And I didn't even prepare this for you. But you're going. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. He said, for I was hungry and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you took me not in. Naked, you clothed me not. Sick and in prison, you didn't come visit me. Then shall they also answer saying, Lord, when did we see thee hungry or thirsty? Or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, or a minister thee? Then shall he answer them saying, verily I say unto you, and as much as ye did it not to one of the least of these... You did it not to me. You went to church every week and you didn't address what was wrong with the people. You didn't address what was wrong with the mothers, the fathers, the children. You didn't address the demon spirits that had cursed their family with generational curses. You didn't deal with the Jezebel spirit that was affecting that family. You didn't deal with the homosexual, lesbian spirit, the whore spirit, all of these things that were in that, those houses. You didn't address them. He said, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Everyone stand to your feet. I preach the truth of the word in here because I don't want blood on my hands. Amen. I want to make sure I cover everything that needs to be covered. Everything God tells me to say. Whether it hurts me or not. Some preachers don't want to say stuff because they may struggle with something. But I'm going to preach whatever God tells me to say in here. And if I'm struggling, I got to get it right. So I can preach it. You see what I'm saying? Because y'all don't, don't belong to me. Yeah. 
You belong to God. And I don't want to be guilty of getting up here making you feel good. Or me feeling good because people are here. Y'all know I'm not even wired like that. Quite the opposite. I do fine just over there with the band. We could do that every Sunday. Have prayer and go home. I'd be great. But I love all of y'all. And God is bringing y'all from all over the place. So I want to make sure I tell you the truth. And I want to make sure I give you what God requires me to give you. And I want to make sure you get it. So I won't be held accountable. I don't want to get to him. And he said, depart from me. You didn't tell me the truth. Lord, when did I not tell you the truth? Well, you didn't tell the people the truth. You didn't preach against the sin that was going on in the church. You didn't call things out. You didn't show the people who the false teachers were. I know what I got to do. Amen. But I'm hoping you can receive it. And don't let the enemy pull you out of your opportunity. Stop you from becoming who God wants you to be. If you want to be a greater fruit bearer today, I want you to just come up. If that's you and you know, I need better fruit. I got strange fruit. I need my fruit better. I want to be able to stand in this last hour. I want to stand stronger than ever before. You can watch the news, TV, social media. You know that this thing is wrapping up. You know it. You feel it. And before he comes back, I want to make sure my fruit is good. Good fruit. I don't want them looking at me with a frown. But I want them smiling at me. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone just bow your heads. Father God, we thank you for this message. We thank you, Father God. First, we thank you, Lord, for this place of worship. Thank you, God, for Adam and Believer's Council. Thank you, Lord, for steering us to it, directing us to it, leading us to it, and planning us here. And Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the truth that has gone forth that challenges us. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes... Father God, we don't want to hear it. Sometimes, Father God, it makes us feel away. Sometimes, God, it seems like we're getting singled out. Seems like we're getting pointed at. Seems like we're getting chastised. But, Father God, we know that the word comes to bring us life and to help us in this life. So, God, we thank you for this place. We thank you for the consistent word that has been going forth. And I ask, Father God, right now that you would fortify every one of your believers that are in this place. Make them stronger. Father God, make them stronger. Seal them. Cover them. God, protect them. Make them stronger for this last push of the enemy in our time. Father God, don't let them let go of what you've promised them. Don't let them let go of what they promised you. 
Father God, hold on to your people tighter. Everyone lift your hands up. Father, fortify every believer, every home, every family. Make us stronger, Father God, so we can endure. Make us stronger, Father God, so we will make it through. Make us stronger, Father God, so we won't let go. Make us stronger so we can stand against every plan of the enemy against us. In the name of Jesus. And Father God, help our emotions. Help our feelings. Father God, don't let trauma, the way we feel, the way we perceive, the way we think, don't let those things hinder us in this hour. But Father God, help us to stay planted in the name of Jesus. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, every child, every wife, every husband. Everyone under the sound of my voice, be fortified in the spirit of God and let the Holy Spirit fill you with love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. So we can stand in this last hour in the name that is above every name we pray. Amen. 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 Come on and hug somebody. Say, I'm standing. I'm stronger. I'm fortified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's going to be all right. Come on, hug somebody. Tell them it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Amen. In this season, I'm standing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com. 